Welcome to Wardrobe Wisdom. My name is Sarah Gale, and I'm the host of this podcast and the founder of Wearing Your Worth. After over three decades in the fashion industry, including judge on Project Runway Australia, coupled with 25 years in the personal development space, I'm so excited to bring to you this podcast where we delve into the psychological relationship we have with our clothes as a way to inform our style and uncover the true power of our wardrobes. My intention for you is that you get to view your wardrobe with a whole new lens. In this series, we'll discover origins of our angst and insecurities in how we dress and how to use our clothes as a transformational embodiment tool to reclaim our authenticity, our true power and beauty from the inside out every single morning when we get dressed. So hello and welcome to Wardrobe Wisdom. I'm your host, Sarah Gale, and I'm just so happy that you've joined today. Today, we're going to be speaking to Lisa Winnicky. So welcome, Lisa. I am, I just want to say I am so excited to be here and I am thrilled, actually honoured, that I'm the first guest on your podcast, which you just shared before we jumped on. So I'm really grateful and I am really looking forward to this conversation and what is going to unfold for your listeners. Uh, that's beautiful. Well, look, before we go on, I'll just introduce you to those who don't know you. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm joined today by my very good friend, host and founder of The Good News Guide, Lisa Winnicky. So Lisa is passionate about life and supporting others in their transformation from suffering and surviving to full-blown thriving (laughs) through the good news guide which is a talk show and subscription-based membership lisa shares deeply engaging and entertaining conversations with thought leaders and change makers which are really rich in content rawness and vulnerability and packed with super large nuggets of gold (laughs) i love your show so throughout my time knowing lisa i've witnessed her traverse the landscape of separation of single parenting and embark on an extraordinary journey of coming home to herself as she stripped back the layers to reclaim her authenticity. And I always say, Lisa, that's one of the things that I've just really reveled in watching you over the last, I met you two years ago, I looked up the dates over the last couple of years, has been just watching this unfolding and, and your courage and your vulnerability and your persistence to really own you and to know who that was and be willing, not even, not to just know who you are, but to really go out and to be that. And yeah, I put my hand on my heart to say congrats on that because it's a big feat in this world, right? Mm -hmm. To really own up and, and show up and be ourselves. And it's interesting as you were sharing this, because as we were talking about before we started recording this is normally my job to be on the other side of the couch and so to have you introduce me actually had me really emotional I tears just sprung and I was like what is that about Lisa and I think it's now being in a position where I can receive Mm -hmm. receive what you're saying uh, about the woman that I have become and continue to become as a result of choices that would have previously had me Uh, not making those choices. You know, I would have chosen to avoid the things that 
I thought would have been too scary and, and, you know, leaping into not knowing what would be on the other side of it. So I just want to thank you. <laughs> this is going to be a this is going to be a conversation just in appreciation of each other. I really want to say thank you for seeing me, for seeing me for who I am and who I'm becoming. And yes, I have a deep sense of it's a pull inside of me. My soul just keeps pulling me to discover and understand more of who I am. And it's a never ending. It's not a search to find that what's wrong with me now, but it's a search to understand like what is true? What is what is real? Who am I? Like what what am I here to do? How am I here to express myself? What are the things standing in the way of where I want to go, what I want to experience in this lifetime? What is actually standing in the way? And, you know, as we were talking about, what it's really done for me is led me back to knowing more of who that who that being is that was so deeply dis I was so deeply disconnected from her so oh my goodness you know in a year's time two years time I'll look back at this or I'll listen to this and think gosh I thought I was authentic um but I feel sitting here I feel very I feel most of the time very comfortable in my skin and that's not something I felt for most of my most of my life as we both you know we've talked about that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I can I can see that. As I said before, I can see that growth. And I can uh, also acknowledge that work in progress you just talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, we may both in two years' time sit and do another conversation and say, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you know, we thought we're authenticity is one of my big, big. It's like I came into this world to really um, to go on the trajectory of authenticity it's like, who am I? I lost myself so early on and had experiences the whole way through of, of reconnecting with that heart and soul within me. And then would kind of go to sleep again and then come back and go to sleep. And um, it's through that journey, actually, that led me to wearing a worth. Um, through, you know, three decades in the fashion industry, Judge and Project Runway Australia, started the iconic, all of the different things that I did that alerted me to the patterns that I was playing in parts of where I was hiding me and Mm. where I was using things as masks. And and in this sense, it was I was using my clothes Mm. as masks and working out how I could become what I thought other people wanted me to become. <laughs> and it's a fascinating process. And, and I'll share with the listeners that you and I went through this process. So Lisa and I had, um, we've had a couple of days in her wardrobe and probably the most recent is, is worthwhile. We can discuss both. Mm. But mm. I thought for the listeners today, it might be really, um, really um, insightful to have a look at what some of the early relationships that you had with clothes and your appearance was. And then let's have a look at some of the patterns that we discovered that you were playing in your wardrobe. And then then what happened from there and how we came in for, for you to, how you reconnected with almost some of the, lay, the, the, the parts that were laying dormant mm. inside, but were niggling. I'm getting ahead of myself, so I'll come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm like, okay, so where am I going to start? I think what, what what came through for me, what's so what seems obvious to share with the listeners is that 
so I suffered from an eating disorder for 20 years. And so when I, and pre, pre that I was, I'd put on a lot of weight because I was deeply unhappy. I was in a state of depression. I had been for a number of years. So when I started to lose weight, it was all about how can I look pretty? I developed the eating disorder when I was about 19, 18, 19 years old. And so, <clears throat> you know, pre that I was very unhappy with the way I looked. But as I started to lose weight and I started to get a lot of attention and I was noticed, it became very important. And I was, it was always reinforced, oh, you're so pretty. So it was like I would go into my wardrobe or I would go shopping. It was my intent was what can I wear? What can I put on my body to have me look pretty? And so I would wear these clothes and I had no, I was so unconscious during this time that I would then go out and it would be reinforced, oh, you look so pretty in that. So that would reinforce the pattern of, oh, these are the clothes that I look pretty in, so I'll continue to buy these clothes. I was, Sarah, I was so disconnected from who I was. So did I feel? I don't think I felt really until the last 15 years when I started to reconnect with who I was and start to feel safe in my body to feel. Gosh. So I didn't, I, I didn't feel me. That's what I can say. If I look back at the photos and I look back at that time, I wasn't me. I, I didn't even know who I was. So it sounds like you, you discovered a formula. So in your disconnected self, you discovered a formula of what you could wear that engaged compliments back to you and feedback back that said you were pretty so if other people gave that to you it gave you some kind of um, external worthiness mm. it wasn't really touching the inside so so there was a validation but the other thing that just dropped in then was also it allowed me to feel like I belonged so Way back, you know, when I was at school, I was asked to leave two private schools in Melbourne. And so that was something that was that I was living with is this fear of not belonging. Well, actually, like in my world, it was the reality of not belonging. So I found a way of wearing clothes that had me feeling like I fit in with the people that I wanted to fit in with. So I would always be aware of the types of clothes that other people in the group would wear or you know, I would speak to friends who were going to search, you know, certain social outings to find out we would talk about what, what we're going to wear to ensure that what I was wearing, one, had me look pretty, but two, had me not standing out, had me fitting in with the group that I would be with. Fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Can you tell me when that started to shift? So you just mentioned before that about 15 years ago, you started to come into connection with yourself. Because what mm. we're hearing to begin with was the connection was with the external. And mm. as you use the word, the validation of the external to start with. Mm. When did you start feeling some kind of connection with yourself? Oh, look, I think, you know, really, this was the first time when I was reconnected to <laughs> to myself about, which was probably 14 years ago. That's when I first started. But when did I shift the way that I dressed? Not really until a few years ago, because as we discovered in that first session we had together, and I think it was probably, it was pre me separating. So it must've been just over two years ago, but we discovered, or I discovered through this process that you took me through, which was fascinating and so enlightening was that I was dressing still in a way which was similar to my best friend who I was in business with 
And that was driven by my need to belong and fit in. So what I'm hearing, yeah, of course. So the same patterns played out, yeah. even though they might have looked different on the outside. Yeah. But, but so, and it's interesting. Did you, when you were a teenager, did you ever rebel? Yes, I got thrown out of two schools. <laughs> I guess. Yes. yes. Got it. Well, the reason I asked this is because what I find in the wardrobe and then that goes out to the rest of our lives is that fitting in mm. and rebelling are exactly the same thread. Mm. I, people think that they're the opposite, but actually they're not. They're of the same thread. They're just they're polarising. They're, ex- they're both externally focused. One is about fitting in with the external. One is about going against the external. Mm. And so... It's super interesting that you were playing the fitting in with one tribe and the rebelling in the school. And why wouldn't you? Uh, it's if we're rebelling, if we're rebelling or we're fitting in in our wardrobes, then it's always going to be happening on the outside as well. And we're on the outside strange thing to say but Mm. outside our wardrobes like in the fullness of our life because Mm. the patterns that we play in our wardrobe are the same as the patterns that we play outside in life Mm. so if we if we fast forward and thank you for sharing that and I just want to say I really love your just your vulnerability and your rawness I love that you talk about anything I really (laughs) love that (laughs) Sarah I spent 20 plus years hiding, sharing everything. And so I now know the point of why I'm doing what I'm doing now and showing out the way is I had to have that experience to know what it was like to hide, to be so in deep in shame and self-loathing, to be able to go, oh, goodness, there's actually that was more painful. That was way more painful to hide than to bear it all because there's nothing like it. And it comes from obviously self-judgment. You know, that was fraught in self-judgment. I don't have that level of, I mean, I'm, I'm still human. So I do judge. I'm not going to say that I'm free of that. But, um, but I have found liberation through sharing liberation through sharing stories, liberation through owning my stuff because there's always somebody will go, oh, hand up, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. That connects us and that's what we're all looking for. So Totally. Hmm. That's, that's beautiful. So tell me, as far as um, let's backtrack to just before we did the session that we did together, the first one, what, like, what led you to work with me and, and with wearing your worth and, and to look at your wardrobe? What was it? So I met you yeah, and I, I have what we call a sacral authority. So I get the yes or no in my body. And so when you shared with me what you did, it was like instantly from my body, it was like, oh, I need to work with Sarah. Got it. So intuitively, I got that hit. And I was, I was at that phase in my um, evolution that I was beginning to trust that more and more. So I didn't question it. The other thing, what I loved is the way you, is when you describe what you were doing, what I loved about it was that I loved fashion, love fashion, but I loved the way that you brought in, I'm going to put it in inverted commas, like the personal development, all that awareness of self, that connection with your inner self and how that then shows up in what you wear. That was like those two worlds just, just was like, oh, I, I want in. That, that just spoke to my soul. 
Got it. Got it. Okay, beautiful. And then when we first went into, what would you say you your discoveries of your most, well, one, your greatest discoveries in the wardrobe, in your wardrobe, and some of the, the more dysfunctional patterns that you were running. Do you remember those? Mm. Well, as I mentioned just before, this need to fit in and not stand out. And how did that play? So if we're a couple of years ago, how was that playing out in your life then? Well, I was afraid to step. So I was working with, it was actually probably three years ago, I was working, I had partners. I was working, I I was too afraid to step out and do my own thing Mm -hmm. because it was safer to work with another person because then I could uh, manoeuvre who I was and it would be across two people rather than, oh, everyone's just looking at me and Lisa's doing this and is it successful or is it not and who does she think she is? So it was a very safe environment to be working with another person. Mm, Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, And so what I will share from that place was, It was a very, it was almost like I was in the shadow of the other person. Now, the other person that I was working with and I had worked with a few people wouldn't say that, but my perception was I existed in their shadow. Got it. Got it. Because I was too afraid to step out. Yeah, right. Okay, great. And it's interesting how we saw that in your wardrobe Mm. because I found photos of two years ago in your wardrobe. <laughs> I was going to send them to you last night, actually. And the difference between then and now is just like, I cannot even start to tell you. So everything was very dark, like mm-hmm. really, really dark. There were a few smattering pieces within there that that had, and, and I just want to um, give to the listeners, when we talk about different styles, we talk about different colours, there is no right or wrong, good or bad. What there is, is, is it authentically you? Mm. If dark colours is, is authentically someone, great, awesome. You know, this is really about how do we come home to ourselves so that we really centre in who we are rather than, as you described so eloquently before, um, find a way to create masks that we get great feedback from and therefore we fit in, but we don't really know who we are. Mm. So what I, what I saw in your wardrobe to begin with was a lot of, um, a lot of very dark. There was a lot of, um, you wore a lot of denim. And then there was a lot of, I don't know whether you remember this, but a lot of masculine style in there. Do you remember? Mm. Mm. Yeah, which was fascinating. One of the things I see in a lot of women's wardrobes, and especially when we're um, we're we're playing small and mm. we're hiding ourselves, is that the feminine often gets left out. The feminine is some is is an aspect of us which um, communicates and expresses in lots of different ways. Most people's essences have one, at least one or two feminine in there. That's what I found anyway over the Mm -hmm. last five years. And what we found with yours is that your feminine was wanting to express, but she was really pulled back. So Mm -hmm. blazers, um, high neck tops, 
Um, high tops, which were great because they were playing into one of your essence, but when you put them with a blazer and a jean, they bring you straight into tomboy. Mm. And remember mm. we talked about that tomboy piece mm. and it was more, it was easier for you to play that because you didn't have to really own that fullness of your your sexiness as well. Does that make sense? <laughs> and it's interesting. Oh, no. And it actually, even as you share that, I was like, this is the thing that my son, my younger son, who's highly connected, I mean, they are when they're younger, he's 12, he, he's witnessed this and he has felt embarrassed about it because he's like, mum, why do you have your hair not short anymore? Why do you have it big and curly and, you know, you wear bright clothes? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, because he was used to it, me fitting in, me being safe, looking a certain way. So he's definitely witnessed it. It, it. It's it's fascinating. Our kids really do reflect back where where we're at. Without a doubt, they do. Without the whole world does, hmm. doesn't it? It's just really easy when it's our kids. Yeah. Hmm. So what what I was seeing was, and and you were in the process of separating at that point in time. Like you were a few weeks off separating when we did your wardrobe. I think. Or maybe you're a month or so. Maybe, yeah, it might have been a month. But I, I know that you were you were in the throes of making those choices and and really courageous choices as well um, for you in in that time. And it was really interesting to see that your feminine was was back, but she was really wanting expression in what she wore. Mm-hmm. Like there was an extraordinary um, movement that we were we were seeing. And I guess my question to you is from there until like what happened? So your essences and, and just to, for the listeners, I, I call them our style essences. Everyone has three essences which are completely unique to them. And that is the combination of those essences in the one outfit that really it's like plugging ourselves into an electrical socket of our very own current. It's, you should see Lisa's face right now. There's this big smile. It's like a boom. It's like, mm. it's like we come into our aliveness mm. and it's deeper than what we wear. It brings us into a state of vibration that is home to ourselves. Mm. It's like we came here to this planet to be some an individualized expression of the collective consciousness and in that we've we've used our wardrobes and 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 our clothes to disconnect us from that by trying to fit in belong be approved of will they respect me all of those things i know all of the patterns from clients and myself (laughs) and so when we come back and we really discover those essences of what really makes us us and we put that into an outfit, it's just, yeah, it's a totally different. Can you explain that feeling? Well, I've used words like aliveness. Like I felt alive all of a sudden. It's like, oh, and and the way you just described it by plugging a, a cord into a socket is absolute. It's electric. It's electric. It's magnetic. Um, and it, there's, a, there's, a, a, there's a passion that resides inside of you. Well, that, that's been my experience. And so, and as I said, and there's a confidence because 
you're aligned, what you're wearing on the outside is aligned with who you are on the inside. And that's congruence, that's integrity. And so when we, when our external world and who, what we're showing the world matches what's going on internally, we can't not but feel at ease with ourselves. And what happens from that space is there's a confidence because it can't not be when you're at ease with yourself. So beautifully put. Yes, absolutely. And that ease is because we're in a different vibration. Mm. We are in that sense of trueness of ourselves, which is a very different place from the egoic stance of the concern around what we look like or, or trying to fit in with mm. someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Can we share your essences? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so what we found was we found um, sexy, we found fun, and we found graceful. Mm. And, it, and anyone, you, ha you have to go and look Lisa Winicky up and you just see it all over. <laughs> these, these three are just like, they're totally you. Mm. And in, in finding those, it's fascinating as they appear because it was really interesting watching the transgression, I'll say, of these happen because we, all, we saw fun come from edgy first. Mm. That. Mm. And edgy actually bordered on rebellion. Yes. Mm, yeah? I was going to say that. Mm. So mm. it came from that sense of um Wanting to be yourself, mm. wanting to be different. Mm. Well, there is a real like. There's the, it's more the, it's the energy of it. So even when I think of the way that I I dressed back then, was there was an energy to prove or show, as opposed to be. That, oh, that's I what I just thought. That's that's <laughs> awesome. That's absolutely awesome to prove or show rather than just be. Mm. Yeah. And the energy of prove and show is very external mm. and the energy mm. of be, that's where you talked about that deep, profound confidence. Mm. How can we not be confident when we're at home in being ourselves? That's yeah. where we're all, that's what we're all seeking. Like yeah. That. Totally. So if we look at graceful, fun and sexy, and we just stay on the edgy and fun for a moment, because this was fascinating. And I find with quite a few clients that it might be fun, it could be edgy, it could be pop, it could, whatever it is, is something that's quite can be bold within one of their essences. For you, this was around fun. Mm. And what, how does your fun essence have you feel in your clothes? Like what and how does it express? Childlike. Childlike. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got so, it. like today, no one can see me, but today I'm wearing, I, I feel, it feels fun. You know, I've got bright colours on. I've got, a, you know, a bright bra on. And as a result, I've chosen not to wear shoes because it is that childlike playfulness, lightheartedness. There's no, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, it, it's, it's childlike. Got it. And so when you don't have that, so so in our second session when we went through, this was the essence that had kind of been buried a bit. Mm. Do you remember that? Mm. And when you don't have fun in your outfits, what happens? How? What do you feel? There's more of a, 
I want to say seriousness, and I'm not saying that because that's the uh, the polar opposite of fun, but it's uh, there's not the aliveness. Yeah, got it. That's what's lacking. Got it. It's it's lovely. It's pretty. It's graceful. I feel sexy, but when the fun is missing, that's what it is. Life feels not as easy. Did it doesn't you- flow. It doesn't flow the way it does, because as we know from a creative perspective, when we're in our state of childlike awe and wonder and playfulness, that's where things just arise. That's when the magic is. Yeah, which is really interesting. And and I'll say, and that's where the magic is for you. Some mm. people don't have fun mm. in that, in their essences. And when we try and put it in, it's like they're, they're they may have been wearing it to be noticed because fun can be a very bold, especially when it's in quite a, um, yours is in almost like we found that it has a, um, almost like a showiness to it and it, you know, and being willing to be seen and actually your heart and soul wants to be seen. Like you've come into this world to really be your fullness and to be seen in that. And so I can totally understand why that makes you so alive and feel so alive because it's your purpose. Mm. It's your purpose to be out there. And it's really interesting as you share that, I dimmed that because this is what we do. And I think as Australians, I can't speak, but I think more so with Australians, is that it's too much. Mm. Look at her. Look at her being so fill in the blank and so because I am all heart I didn't and also because I cared about what other people thought and still can fall into that trap I didn't want to come across as too much as too big as too full of myself because that was also another thing that I'd grown up with oh you think it's all about you and you care so much about you know what you look like and it's all, you know, it was, I had those stories running. So that had me, I think, part of that had me not showing up in my fullness and certainly not in the bold way that I dress today because I would have had that rhetoric, that, that voice in the back of my head. Got it. Thank you for sharing that. And when you found that the fun wasn't showing up in your wardrobe, where else was it not showing up in your life? Because, I wasn't choosing, I wasn't choosing to do things throughout the day, every single day that was fun. You know, I, I mean, I was loving building the Good News Guide, but I there was, and I was factoring in some, but not enough. Like I know that my sense of worthiness if, if, if I'm not feeling worthy, then I'm not filling my day. I'm not putting things into the day where I feel like it's play. It's play. It's fun. It fills me up. It lights me up. So that's something that I've had to really notice is do I feel like I am worthy and able to receive and give myself the time to factor that in? And, yes, when I when I put clothes on like this, it reminds me, ah, this is what I do. This is what I need to do to light myself up because in lighting myself up, obviously I'm lighting up those people that I come in contact with. So it's not, it's actually not just for me, it's for the world. You know, I express my true essence. 
I fully express myself out into the world and what does that do? It gives other people permission to do that in their own unique way. Mm, that's beautiful. Absolutely. So if we have, because we've got three, because one of the things with fun is sometimes fun can take over the outfits. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you remember when we were in your wardrobe, we noticed that if fun was in there, yet we didn't have graceful and we didn't have sexy, it fell flat. Like mm. it just wasn't there. Mm. So let's talk about your graceful. Oh, mm. I so remember this one just like really coming alive. Tell me how graceful, because graceful for you might be, mean something different for someone else. Mm. So our essences, the, the words resonate with our core. So we always find those words that will resonate, yet the expression of the essences might be different for one person compared to the other. Mm. Um, So how does graceful express for you? It's really, it's a really interesting question. And I'm not sure, I'll, I'll, I'll try, I'll start talking and see where we go with this. So for example, today, um, I've got all three essences on. And the way I have incorporated gracefulness into what I'm wearing is I have these silk um, drawstring pants that are wide-legged and so they float, they're flowy with my with a silk top that's tucked in. So it is, you know, it shows, I'm, I show my, I'm showing my, my waist, which is quite small. It's, it's floaty. It's a, there's a real, there's a real, elegance I mean I know it's not elegance but it just feels I feel very poised I feel it's very I feel very at ease the clothes you know there's nothing tight and restricted so to me graceful is it looks so effortless that's it this putting this together is effortless wearing this is effortless there's no there's no work to it Got it. I just want to. It took me a while to get that there. That was beautiful, <laughs> And what I'd like to bring to our, our attention and also to the listeners, did you hear Lisa's tone change from fun to graceful? It was fascinating to hear that. Your fun has a different energy that comes through in your communication. Yeah. When we talk just about graceful, then we hear that come. And there's an effortless, there's a a slowing down of a tone. And this is how all of these work together. Now Mm -hmm. I said that it'll be um, different. Anyway, I won't go there. Let's talk (laughs) about um, where graceful plays out or where graceful was looking for more expression in your life. Going with the flow more. Mm. Being at ease, allowing receiving not rushing slowing yeah beautiful beautiful and then tell me about your third essence which is sexy so how does sexy um express for you it's kind of like a mischievousness Uh, um, yes (laughs) you know um Wearing coloured bras, uh, you know, I would never normally do that, but wearing coloured bras under white tops, you know, I was told to wear skin coloured bras under white tops and I don't do that anymore. Or allowing the bra strap to show that has a bright colour or 
Um, you know, I love buying beautiful lingerie for myself now. I never did that. So as soon as I put that on, there is just, uh, I don't need anyone to know. It's it's for me. Yeah. And it's reconnecting to a part of me. And so this is something that obviously we worked through in my first session was, was this showing up because this was something that I had been disconnected to and it was something I was craving, something I wanted to read and I was in the process of reconnecting to. But in doing so, obviously we've realised that this is actually part of who I am and it's this mischievousness, you know, this, like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I feel mischievous. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other word to describe it. We haven't talked about this, but... Yeah, so it's not that you know, um, you know, I, I, I don't have big breasts, so it's not like I wear you know things with a big cleavage. But it's okay. I love wearing tight jeans, like I just feel or, or black leather pants with something tucked in. It, it feels, yeah, I feel sexy. It's a really hard one to describe, Sarah. Yeah, you know what's interesting about sexy, and you did. Oh, you did a really great job just describing that. Actually, so for what was hard, you did a great job. <laughs> Um, sexy is a word that I find with so many clients gets very, and so many women, it's a really heated, um, topic for a lot of people. So that word is really charged Mm -hmm. and it has a lot of inclinations on the external. And a lot of the time, what I hear is people talk about sexy, um, being wrong because they think about how people find them sexy and wearing your worth, we look at how we feel mm. sexy and, and that, that part around sexy, which quite a lot of women have a, a variant of sexy. It might be sexy, sensual, it could be mischievous, magnetic, whatever it is in their essences. Um, and why wouldn't we? Like it's our second chakra. It's, it's this, the seat mm. of creation. Mm. It's that when we have sex, you know, the, the whole idea primarily was to have sex to procreate mm. right and so it's like it is that seed of our creation it's 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 a big part of being a woman whether we have kids or not is mm. irrelevant it's the sense that that is tapping in to our own creation mm. and so what what was really interesting with you is that it was almost so inherent do you remember this it was so mm. inherent in you like you oozed this sexiness from inside Mm -hmm. especially in the second session we did which we did sometime after the first session just to hone up those essences once you had moved and just to see where they had they hadn't they hadn't changed but a couple of them had grown like edgy had gone into fun and um pretty gone into graceful Mm. you know so there was a there was a we knew we were in transition at the time and sexy was always there as well Mm. where in the rest of your life does sexy get a voice so so where was sexy (laughs) okay go for it you're just like oh In, in, in everything so in the way that I in the way that I relate to my to my partner absolutely but also my work so we've done you know work together with William Whitecloud and one of my one of my visions is to create a super cool sexy creative empire sexy sexy was there he saw it I saw it he's like oh yeah you're you know you everything that you create there is a sexiness to it and so it's it's in the work that I create beautiful 
what you just said then, because we've talked about this before in, in say, in your brand and realise that your all your essences are in your brand. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. So it's like because, and I know, I know you, you've done a lot of intuitive work and a lot of intuitive coaching and, you know, you, you do intuitive readings as well. And so mm. I know that you live by this mm. and what you're creating has come through. I'm right. Yeah. Mm. It's come through mm. from your intuition and you follow that. And what's fascinating is that your essences came through your intuition and it's like, they do because they are you. Mm. And this is the most exciting part is that for me anyway, when we look at a wardrobe, we often see it as a superficial external part mm. of our life. But it is a reflection, if we use it wisely, it's a reflection of the truth of who we are. Mm. And when we do that, it becomes an embodiment tool and an embodiment tool to create from that space. Mm. What I heard you say when I was listening to the voices that all shifted and changed as they went through, it's like when you put the three of those together, it's like we get, and I think about the Good News Guide, like you have fun on there. Your naturalness on there is just like so beautiful, and which we're witnessing today as well, is your your naturalness and and Mm, authenticity mm. in yourself because it combines your fun it combines your sexiness and it combines your graceful and graceful keeps you in that moment mm. and in that flow of what you're doing your fun gives you that aliveness to get out on camera to have the conversations to do what they do and your sexiness is just like this full creation mm. and owning that power mm. because it's a and it's an internal power Mm. And I think that surprises a lot of people look at sexy and say, well, we misuse that power. No, sexy is about our internal power. How do mm. we connect with that? That's it. Because, Sarah, sexy, when we are connected, when we are connected with our inner, uh, the core of who we are, that's sexy. Yes. Isn't yes, it, it is. Yes. I mean, even if you don't have that as an essence, that is sexy. It is for male and women. Yes. Because there's so much drive and sexy is creation. It's creative. Like it's so when we're in full force, it's like we just, we, it's like we've been filled up with Mm. the energy of self and that almost like we've got a petrol pump out into infinite intelligence yes. you know? and it just, <laughs> it just comes through and it's like it's off mm. what can be more sexier than that of, of really following our purpose knowing trusting that purpose or even not trusting it just feeling that purpose mm. knowing that purpose and then just actioning that living purpose. it living, living it, it totally living it and I want to applaud you for doing that because it's like ah, oh, it's such a great ride to watch it really yeah, but Sarah we know and I'm you know, I'm a I, I advocate this and I talk about this a lot I am yes I take full responsibility and I celebrate myself for for choosing to hear the calls to wake up and connect more deeply with who I am but, not and, not but, and I haven't been afraid to call on and to seek support from coaches, 
from practitioners, from people such as yourself in order to facilitate me reconnecting with my essence. So it is it has taken a village <laughs> to bring me and will continue to bring me back to knowing more about me. So I want to thank you for being part of one of the big pieces of the puzzle for me to reconnect. And I just love, it feels like everything's sort of been tied up in a bow at the end of this conversation when you are able to recognise and I'm able to hear that my essences are coming through the work that I'm doing in the world. Like in there's nothing has been missed out. It's it's all of me. All of me is in all the work that I do and in the way that I show up in the world. Mm, that is just really so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And I on on that note, I think it's probably a really great place to to finish the conversation, even though I could talk to you for hours, obviously. Um, but yeah, really beautiful. One, one thing I would say is the wardrobe never lies. Mm. It just, it never lies. And I love that um, you've, you have gone out to so many different areas to have a look at those pieces and the continuity and the, what's the word for it? The, the sameness. It's not the word I'm looking for right now, but it'll do. The mm. sameness of, of what you found, the consistency, that's mm. the word, the consistency mm. that we find every single area in our lives can be used to either connect us with the heart and soul of who we are or disconnect us, mm. whether it's the wardrobe, whether it's, you know, what we do for career, whether it's our relationships, whether it's our diet, whatever it is. And, um, yeah, so... That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining I us today. I have loved it, Sarah. Ah. Loved it. Mm. Love being in conversation. Love being able to be part of the work that you're doing because, it, as I said, it's been a major contribution to who I am today. And, I, you know, I, I love going to my wardrobe every morning and choosing. And as I was just saying before we started, I do need to, I do need to seek out a little bit more fun to inject into my wardrobe but that in itself is fun <laughs> you know okay yes I'm adding to me being more fully expressed oh that's so beautiful excellent well thank you so much Lisa and um, for anyone who wants to see more of Lisa I really uh, you know do recommend going over to the good news guide you've got such a fabulous business over there so Thank you for being um, a guest today on our podcast and I shall be seeing, I look forward to all, uh, to listening to this again because I always learn more when I hear it back again and um, thanks everyone to the listeners who have tuned in today. See you next time. Thanks for joining me. Want tips and insights between episodes? Follow me on Instagram at wearingyourwork and find out about further training and learn more at wearingyourworth.com.